This is the Pete and Kimber podcast. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kimber. Hi, hi, Pete. A um, little bit of extra content here, just something fresh before we launch into all of the stuff that happened on the show this morning, which we'll get to in just a tick. Um, I have come across some interesting tech. I like a bit of interesting tech occasionally. Mm. Right, this is a uh, a smart pill. Oh God. Yeah, I had a feeling that that would be the response from you. I mean, you know, I'm a late adopter to technology. I'm I'm quite happy to just be analog as much as I can. Uh-huh. The world is making it really hard for Maybe me. We should change to... your name to analog. Analog. <laughs> Did somebody say analog? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's right here. Right, just stay with me. Yeah. All right. All right, and we'll try this first, all of us early adopters, because I'm an early adopter, and then you can have it in a few years. It's cool. If you're about to tell me that the smart pill is for stupid people to just all have to do is swallow and they become smart, I'm backing it. A smart pill for stupid people may be cut. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> a smart pill may be coming that could help people who have issues eating too much reduce the feeling of hunger by swallowing said pill. They're the pills I take for my ADHD. <laughs> do they act do, legit? Yeah. Legitimately? Yeah, because binge eating is a significant side effect of ADHD. Or I say side effect as in it's a it's heavily linked. They think that people who suffer from ADHD um, also have strong addictions to uh, gambling, drinking, drugs, Cheese, binge eating. Ice cream, chocolate. Yeah. Right. So, do, you, do you think that's actually a thing? Have you found that in yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine's binge eating. I don't. I don't really drink. I don't gamble. I don't. But I just if I don't if I'm not on meds, I can't stop eating. Huh. Okay. Well, that's really interesting, right? So uh, this so this thing here is this smart pill. Yeah. What they do is um, you swallow it. It nestles itself into your stomach, and then your stomach acids dissolve the outer coating. Mm. Once the outer coating is dissolved. The little connection meets inside the pill and it fires the pill up and it starts vibrating. And the vibrations they've discovered with research over the last sort of 50 years or so um, are what can make your stomach feel full. Because when your muscles contract in your stomach... It thinks it's processing food. Right. So that's what they've done. So they, they've they've started wow. they've started it's doing. Like, but it's also going to process a phantom poo. It's going to tell your entire insides that something is happening when it's not. That's a really good point. It's like when, um, uh, like I heard. I don't know if this is a furphy or not. I've never looked too deeply into it. But I think about it every time I chew gum. Apparently, when you chew gum, the reason why you create saliva is because your body is tricked into thinking you're actually going to swallow something mm. because you're chewing, mm. right? So, I, I don't know. This is just another version of that, I guess. Um, it's not just one pill. So, you do actually pass the pills. So, it's many pills over time that you have to swallow and then they vibrate. What's, what's making it vibrate? A battery? A little battery. I'd say it's, it'd meant, have to be a little battery. You're not meant to ingest batteries. Yeah, I know, but this has got to be like a different kind of battery. Oh, it can't be a, that sort of. It's in a special coating that the stomach acids break down. We're not talking about like your standard Duracell Energizer Bunny D cell battery kind of thing. Like this is, this is clearly something. That's, what battery have you heard of that is okay to eat or consume? This one. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. (laughs) 
they tested it by using juvenile Yorkshire pigs. Oh, they had it right? coming. Um, well, they, it really juvenile. worked. Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> Get us out. Um, no, but here's the thing, just really quickly I've before we move more. on. One last little thing that I found out from this. Mm. This is what I wanted to bring up. Um, they're developing a wireless version. Now, this suggests to me that the thing that they used to test with the pigs was still attached by a wire to the thing that they would press the button on. Yeah, to pull it back out. Coming up out of their mouths or down a test tube. Now, the reason why they they had to do it that way was because what they found out was that um, pigs, when they're given pills, they chew them before they swallow them. They chew everything. (laughs) Pigs eat bones. (laughs) That's what I thought. Pigs eat bones. What was that? Is Is it lock, stock and two smoking barrels... Or is it, which is the um, the movie where yeah, the gangster the guy is feeding, feed them to the pigs. Yeah. I think it's Snatch. Snatch. Thank you, Carrot. Yeah. Yeah. This this went bleak. Yeah, it was a bit Anyway, bit off, this is it? why I'm vegetarian and don't like testing on animals. Why? Because you don't like swallowing pills. Would you like to have a pill with a cord attached and I'll pull it back out when I'm done? Is this a good time to reveal my kinks or not? <laughs> What else is on the podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, we had an intervention. Let's talk oh, about your kinks. God. They're now going to be called Peterventions. I still don't realise this is the intervention. Yeah. Um, um, there's a noise, a horrible noise in my backyard. It was wild what this turned out to be. Absolutely yeah. wild for the noise that it was making. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yay or nay. Yay or nay. That's good fun, isn't it? And we learned that you're a little bit into yourself. <laughs> um, dear Kimber, now occasionally we get sent in a letter from someone who needs Kimber's advice. I'll say it again, Kimber's advice. You can give advice too. It's not like I'm the oracle. It's not like I have all the advice to give. Even though uh, we had a caller once who called up and once actually said, <laughs> Kimber, I really think you're the oracle. <laughs> Unsolicited. She just flat out just went, you're the oracle, Kimber. (laughs) Um, Instant couple. Right, so we're looking for a couple who would be interested in falling in love, but proper love. We're going to put you through a series of things that we feel confident enough that will make you by Valentine's Day fall in love. Except you didn't believe that people could fall in love that quickly. Too quick. Because you said it took a year and a half to fall in love with your wife. My God. Uh, But these people called and said, no, 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 it happens straight away. And um, also more tumultuous dirt in Snoop Dogg's life. Yeah, when Snoop Dogg decided that he was going to quit smoke and then we discovered it was a furphy, well, something new has happened since then. There's been a development. All right, here you go. Have a podcast. Bye. Bye. Now, producers Rami and Carrot have joined us in the studio this morning. Hello, lads. Good morning, Good Pete. morning. If you just heard some slapping at the end of that song, that was Rami slapping <laughs> himself in the face yeah, for some reason. Just trying to wake ourselves up. Oh, that's how you do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's that was. He works. One. You don't have to slap carrot though. I'm awake. Yeah. Come here, carrot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here for a reason. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early. It's... I mean, it says on the board team intervention. I was like, we have too many family meetings in this family. <laughs> but... I, like that's the meeting I want to bring forward. How many of them have been unjustified though, Kimber? All of no, them. No, that they've. To be fair, they've all been justified. But I just don't know what we could have done wrong. When we're only two days back into the job. Well, I know, firstly, I, I have to say that a good, healthy family, all relationships, all about communication. So this mm. is why we have a lot of family meetings. Yeah. Now, before the break, Pete, you did say that you think you know what it is. Yes. So before we say what it is, we want to hear from 
you, I guess. What do you think it might be? Who is it about? Tell us how self-aware you are or if it's about me. It's about me. What'd you do? And uh, I was on the loo. This is it, isn't it? And I was... (laughs) (laughs) When? Uh, Yesterday. Probably yesterday, I reckon. Shortly after the show. And I was on the loo and uh, our boss Speedy came into the... Uh, yes, yes, Rami. Sorry, I was just putting my hand up to press the press, press, right, press okay. play. Right, okay. So should I press play now? Press play. I'll press play now. I, I had a feeling this is what it was. Someone who it feels the way that they feel right now, that was a very deep breath. Are you actually telling why you're chatting with me? Yeah, why? What's wrong with that? We're in the toilet. This is where it's been to happen. You're not supposed to talk. Why are you supposed to talk in the toilet? That's ridiculous. It's disgusting. That's not disgusting. No, they don't. I people hate don't you. talk in the toilet. <laughs> so and that is why people don't talk in the I toilet. Is is the thing right? Can I just <sighs> say something? Rosa, while I was sitting there, so I was sitting there doing my business, and uh, Speedy wandered in, mm-hmm. and I could I could just tell it was him. How did you know him. it was him? I could just tell it was him. But when when he exhaled, like he. He, he must have gone up the to the disappointed urinal. disappointed dad sound <laughs> that we recognise all too well. I went to the urinal. He must have gone to the urinal. Couldn't quite see. But, like, he, I could hear it. <laughs> tried looking. I could hear pants <laughs> shuffle, and then I could hear, <sighs> like this. And I was like, that sounds like Speedy. I was like, hey, Speedy. And then he <laughs> and then <laughs> started talking to him. And then he goes, he said to me, he stopped for a moment and he went silent for a few seconds. Because he was uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he started blasting me about um, talking to people while being in the toilet. Can I just yes. get some some confirmation on this? Were you talking and did you start the conversation because you were trying to cover the sounds? No, because by that stage, no, because by that stage, like that's the sounds and stuff had finished. I was just sort of sitting there, just just writhing in it, or just just enjoying the sense of your work. (laughs) What do you mean, just sitting there? If you're done, why aren't you leaving? Because it's quite, I find it quite relaxing. God, can, can I say? And you know, all this was while I was waiting for him to be in that meeting yes, yesterday, yes. wasn't it? Well, it was and everyone was happens. like, "Where's Pete?" And I was waiting for you. Well, and you Speedy were just... was meant to be in the meeting as well. He wasn't there. Well, I, it's funny because I actually got the start of this because I was in there having a wee when you initially walked in. Yes, I and know. You walked straight into the cubicle, and I and you said. You might want to hurry up <laughs> because there may be some sounds that you don't want to hear. And I said, and I remember saying to you, can you please wait five seconds? Wait for me to leave the cubicle. So what's the etiquette here? Are you not meant yes. to talk? You're not, You're not meant, meant to, to speak oh, at all. Please. I was just going to say, you did say at one point that Speedy kind of stayed silent um, before he kind of started scolding you about it. Mm. I know why he would have stayed silent. Why? He was trying to imagine, closing his eyes, imagining you weren't there because he's probably like me and a lot of guys who get stage fright when someone speaks to them in the toilet. Mm. Oh, mate, I, I just, it's just a, it's a natural thing. There's plenty what? of people no, wait, that are in the loo. You may as well natural? have a chat. I That's don't not, get it. I don't natural un- about that. I don't understand what's wrong with, with having a chat with someone while you're in the toilet. Do you, like, when you're at home, do you have chats in the bathroom just casually with the entire family? Yeah, well, if they happen to be around, the kids are there. From time to time. Ollie likes to sit in the toilet with me and he passes me the toilet paper. That's another story. <laughs> we want to know, is this acceptable? Because to me and to Rami, it is utterly unacceptable. Chatting, in, chatting in a public bathroom. In a public bathroom. Yes. Right. Do you think it's unacceptable? I mean, I'm trying to think of a public bathroom I've walked into where there weren't 
hundreds of women talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's different, I guess. Shane in York, is it okay to talk about your feelings as a man in the bathroom with other men? Yeah, 100%, mate, 100%. You know, like we got a four-by-one in our household and sometimes, you know, the missus might be in the bath with the one-year-old and I might have to go. And then before you know it, mate, it's nearly a family event and the nine-year-old's in, the five-year-old's in, and then we're all just having a yarn and I'm just sitting on the old toilet, mate. Shane, I reckon you are. You are, I swear to God, I'm living your life, Shane. I'm absolutely living your life at home. Oh, dear. Maybe that's where it comes from. Maybe it's because I've been just so used to people walking into the toilet while I've been on it at home that Mm. that's just how it is now. Mm. Sarah in Banksy Grove, is it okay to talk uh, to people in the public toilet? I totally agree as well. Um, I'm the same. So um, my partner will be on the toilet and my two daughters will be in there with him sitting on his lap, (laughs) singing songs, doing what they have to do because they just want to be around him. So it's, yeah, toilet affair is a family event. (laughs) Do kids have no boundaries? No, they don't. They legitimately don't have any boundaries. Um, David in Armadale, what say you? Nah, mate. Someone's going in there doing a job to do. You don't want to be bothered. David, would you have done the same thing as what our boss was trying to do, which was just ignore Pete? If someone was trying to chat to you, would you just go the silent treatment? Uh, I would have had a couple of colourful words. Oh, you would have had to told him off. Okay. Well, it still sounds like a conversation to me, David. Ryan knows where it's at. Ryan in Secret Harbour. Is it okay to chat in the public restrooms? Absolutely not. No. Why not, Ryan? What's the problem? Uh there's clubs for that, you know, but I get a bit of stage fright when someone's trying to talk to me and I'm doing the do. You that know? seems what it comes down to. Now that's like three people that have said it's stage fright. So they're just trying to get on with their stuff. Matt in Wellard, final one here before we go. Um, what's what's the dealio with you? Can you chat in a public toilet or what? Absolutely. I come from a mining background. Uh, we used to do the old video chat with our three or four stalls along. Get the video <laughs> chat out, all full of a skin wagon. Looking like the Brady Bunch on screen, mate. Having a chat. Looking at the red face. Pushing one out. Fantastic. Pete and Kimber. Quiet day in the burbs yesterday because it was hot. It was just really hot. Nobody was going anywhere. There was no walking dogs. No one was out and about. It was just stay home in your air con, if you're lucky, and just chill. And so sitting at home, everything's fine. And then I heard a noise in my backyard, which... Was so it was a noise that I went. It needs to be investigated. Something's not okay. I was like, something or someone is in danger. It was a blood curdly type awful screamy noise, and I was like, I'm going to have to do something. Okay. So I go out the back to see what it is, and I locate it very quickly in a tree, and it had been making this noise for like. I I reckon a good solid minute or two yeah. where I was just trying Jeez, to ignore it. It must have been a noise. Like for it to be just a solid minute or two and then you're going, oh, I need to find out what's going on here. Yeah, I was like, it was consistent. The whole, Like it didn't stop. It was consistent. And I went, okay, I'm going to go out and investigate it. And so I recorded it for you. This is the noise that was going on in my yard for a significant period of time yesterday. Constantly. That's one bird. 
Oh, it's a bird. It's one bird. Well, it might be your neighbours in a hammock. <laughs> I wish it was my neighbours in a hammock. Power to them. <laughs> Everyone wants to enjoy themselves in the day. A little afternoon delight. But the noise, that's a galah. Like one of those pink and grey galahs. Do you think it's okay? Well, hang on. Like it almost looked like it was choking on something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it but it was doing it for ages. And there were other birds around it just looking at it. No one was freaking out. No one was giving it the Heimlich manoeuvre or anything. It's having like, a conversation <laughs> with its bird mates going, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. No, it's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Honestly, I was really concerned about it. It's only that my window of compassion was literally just a window because when it became really annoying... I'm not saying I was looking for my slingshot. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> but you were looking for your slingshot. <laughs> Got a letter. Yeah. Got a letter asking for some advice. And we like these because we can also put it out to our mix fam and you can all tell us what you think. Because some people genuinely need help on this stuff going, I don't know where to turn and am I doing the right thing? So got a letter. Dear Kimber, seeking advice on something. Oh, this is about their best friend. My best friend came to me with a thought yesterday and it isn't sitting right with me. Nine months ago, she broke up with her boyfriend, who wasn't very nice. He became a very nasty and toxic person. He didn't speak to her very well, didn't do anything for her, and expected her to do everything for him. Recently, my friend found out that he is dating someone new. My friend really wants to connect with the new girlfriend to warn her about what this guy is like. My initial thought is that she shouldn't get involved at all. She doesn't know the new girlfriend, but she feels obliged to warn her about him. She's adamant she's going to do it, but I feel it is unfair on her ex and his new girlfriend to inject herself in the situation. What do you think? So cover that off. So nine months ago, she's broken up with her boyfriend She's mm-hmm. not very, who wasn't very nice. He became nasty and toxic. He's got a new girlfriend and she wants to reach out. And warn the new girlfriend that he's not very nice. My first instinct, and my this is not even my first instinct, it's just where I stand on it flat out, is just no. Flashing lights, neon signs, don't Would, get involved. Don't get involved. Yep. And is that a blanket rule that you have for all of these sorts of scenarios? It kind of is. It kind of is. Because, number one, if he's the toxic person that she says he is, then he will be feeding his new girlfriend some other toxic stuff. So when you reach out to that girlfriend and you go, hey, I just want to give you a heads up, he's a bit of a douche, you don't know what he's told her. And so A, she probably won't believe you, or B, she's going to go to him and go, hey, I heard from your ex. And then you are inviting bad people into your life. I think that if you move on, it's not your responsibility to save everybody is what it comes down to, right? And I understand the feeling of going, if I know this person's a problem, I should tell them. But it's not your job to save everybody. The best thing we can do is educate each other on what toxic relationships look like and how to avoid them and how to help people get out of them. What? I, mm, how, my question is how toxic is toxic? Like, I know she hasn't gone into too much detail around how no, toxic she's toxic, but if she, she can... says he wasn't very nice, he became very nasty and toxic, he didn't speak to her very well, didn't do anything for her and expected her to do everything for him. But she's thinking, if she has, is having these thoughts that she's been through this scenario with this guy yep. 
and feels that she should warn this other person. She should go out of her way to warn a stranger that she's never met before, has no association mm. with. Yep. Then there's a there's a deep hand on her heart feeling somewhere that it's it's going to be a big problem for this person. And so I like I I generally, same as you have that blanket rule of don't get involved, mm-hmm. it's the advice I tend to give to people, but also at the same time, what if your warning prevents something worse happening down the track? Oh, I'm, look, I think you're right. If the person is, if, if you know they're dangerous, that's probably a different level. But just saying someone who's toxic wasn't very nice, I don't know. I feel like you're just, this is just a, in, in five years' time, would you still warn them? Is it just because you're fresh nine months out of the relationship and you're still hurting and you're still grieving and you're still in a bad place and you're still angry at them? And I suppose maybe, I mean, you've got a point there. I suppose maybe the other thing as well, if you do warn them, what if you uh, don't give this guy the opportunity to become better? Well, like, there's the yeah, other side yeah, of the but coin. I, I just don't want to invite that person back into my life. He'll find out. He just will. Let's throw it out and help this person. Do you think that she should get in touch with the new girlfriend and let her know that the guy is bad news? Kelly and Cottesloe, what do you think? Hi, good morning. Good morning. I just, um, I think everyone's different in relationships and breakups are nasty no matter what. And I just think she could have been part of the problem mm. of that relationship with him. You know, they, they just didn't work out where... He has a chance with a new relationship and she should stay out of it because people are different in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Like what caused drama in their life might not have been, might not be a drama for someone else. Exactly. And he may not be that, that way, but you know, Hmm. it's just, um, you got to let it, you got to let, let it go. Yeah. All right. Kelly, Kelly, thank you. Um, Lisa, you've been in a similar situation. Tell us about it. Hey guys, how are you? Good. What took place? Good. Um, I honestly think she should stay out of it because he will be feeding her the new girlfriend lies. Um, I left a very volatile relationship with our daughter, with my ex, with my daughter in the middle of the night. Um, oh, Lisa, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that's no, happened. But, yeah, no, fast forward six months, he got a new girlfriend and was obviously feeding her lies because... We were under supervised visits. Mm. Um, she wrote me a nasty letter saying how awful I was to him. Oh. I chose to leave it. I didn't want to cause any more issues. Then she contacted me about six months later in tears that he was doing the exact same thing to her. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't Dreadful. think she'll believe it. Yeah. I don't but think you she'll couldn't believe have. it. She should... No. Like yeah. if you had reached out at the time and said, hey, warning, this person might not be a good person, she wouldn't have believed it at the time. Because... Never. She wouldn't have. No. 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 And like we're very good friends now. We keep in contact because we both have children to him that we want them to keep connected. So. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Lisa. I'm thanks. sorry that you went through that. Yeah, and thanks for your honesty and, and sharing that with us this morning. Mark in Armadale, good morning. What do you think about this situation, mate? Well, I think it sucks. Sorry about that. But, um, I'd tell. No worries about that. Because I was in a situation with my friend and she did the wrong thing. Not he. Right. So this is basically um, you're in the same situation, but the gender roles reversed. Yes, definitely. You know, it's, it's both ends. Um, and she actually come on to me, which was oh, wrong, wrong, and I couldn't say a thing. Oh. So your opinion is you would get involved, Mark? 
Uh, I couldn't say anything. I told another friend to tell him. Oh, okay. Hang on a sec. We've got it's a bit difficult there, Mark, because we get the radio going on in the background. So we'll move on to Rebecca in Parmelia. Um, you've been through something similar, Beck. What was your experience? Um, so my overall rule is don't contact, especially given the information you've given. I reckon just leave it be. Yep. But um. I was in an abusive relationship and when someone's dangerous, I feel that like you do have that need to pass on that information. So I did pass that information on to the current girlfriend and they said, oh my God, you're just a crazy ex, leave us alone. Left it at that. And then six months later or however months later, sure enough, um, he did the same thing to her and left her. She didn't contact me again, but I just needed to tell the person how dangerous he was as a person, and that's. But in in the general rule, though, I wouldn't. And it's hard to know because you know that's the thing is there is dangerous, there's toxic, there's all of those things, and then there's a whole other area which is just you know like people who have just got bad blood over something, mm. and because of the overreactions of those people, it means the serious issues are really undermined at the time. You know, you're making an important point uh, you made a little while ago, Kimber, about you know educating. Educating is probably one of the best ways to go about something like this. Uh, you know, the number is one eight hundred respect if you do need help or if any of these calls have raised issues for you this morning. Pete and Kimber's yay or nay. Rami's here. Yay! Woo! Nay. Or nay. Or nay. nay. Or nay. Uh, three, uh, I'll give you three seconds to give me your uh, response to several topics, mm-hmm. and we'll get into the first one. Old dogs. Three, two, one. Yay. Yay. I'm going to say nay. Dogs should age. What? What? Oh, what are you talking age. about, though, when you say old dogs? What's the context of so that? So a dog yeah. that's now old. Yeah, but what? like why? Well, I'll give you the context in a second. I want to get your yay or nay first. No, it's a, it's a yay. All dogs, yay. Yeah, they are beautiful. But the reason I'm bringing this up, though, is because uh, there's some controversy. So a dog by the name of uh, Bobby yep. out of Lisbon in Portugal, mm-hmm. uh, he Sadly passed away in October last year. Yes. But he was awarded the Guinness World Record for being the oldest dog. Yeah, I remember him. At 31 years of age. Yeah. I thought Bluey was the oldest dog. He was. The Australian dog. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Good good memory. But then Bobby came in. He passed away. He got the Guinness World Record. But now his title is on hold because new fresh evidence come to light, which would suggest that the owner might have been lying. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) No one ever believed that the dog was 31. The lifespan of this particular breed of dog, which I cannot pronounce the breed of, uh, lifespan is 12 to 14 years of age. Uh But she claims because he's a free-range dog. A free-range dog. Like not on a leash. (laughs) (laughs) You know, free-range dog. It's the only kind of dog I buy. (laughs) Um, yeah, so watch this space because he might not be the world's oldest dog anymore. So would that mean that Bluey returns to the like gets the title For again? For now. For now. Bluey. For now. Okay, right. And yeah, I'm not right. talking about Bluey the cartoon Bluey. This no. is actual Bluey dog. Yeah. Right. Now we got that. Uh, second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Free Rage Dog. <laughs> second topic. Uh, checking up on an ex on socials. Three, two, one. Nay. Oh, nay. Oh. That's not how it goes, Pete. You've just broken the rules. You've got to say at the same time. Why are you giggling? Why, why did you pause and then say nay? I feel like that was a yay. Because an, because an, a bit, the reason why I got stumped for a moment. Have you been reaching out to an ex? No. And, Facebook? And Don't ex, have any exes. An ex reached out to me. 
Oh. And X just sporadically out of the blue started following me on Instagram like a long time ago. Maybe it's because of all the really rich content you post. (laughs) (laughs) Rami just spat coffee at the desk. What are you doing, Rami? (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, So, I mean, I guess yay for some, nay for me. Nay. Um, Couldn't care less what he's doing. Yeah. He, what he's doing. Makes it sound very specific. Yeah. Well, it is because I've only dated men. I mean, sorry to the women out there who would <laughs> maybe hoping. Were they free range men or were they? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last right. one. Right. Uh, selfies. Three, two, one. Yay. Oh, okay. You're both fan of selfies. Well, no, Bruce, I said no. She said oh, did you say no. Oh, of course, no. you oh, said no. I don't take. Se- I hardly right. ever take a selfie. Well, a Perth uh, influencer, don't know her name, but she said basically, I think selfies are dead now because not many people post selfies anymore, which I don't disagree with. A lot of people now just take highly edited photos, not selfies. I don't know anymore. why we were taking them in the first place. If oh, I take a selfie, on. it's because it's got me and a friend in it. I hardly ever take a selfie oh, with, God. like, of, of taking myself. Selfie. Right, smile. Selfie. Ready? One, three, two, two one, three. go. All right, well, I was thinking... I'm going to post that on my Instagram, at Petey Perth, if you want Please to go don't. check it out. Um, I, wanna, I was wondering, who out of us has the most amount of selfies oh, in their phone? Oh, it definitely won't be me. So it's you go it's not Kimber, it won't be me, it'll be so you. If you have an iPhone, you can mm. just go into your album section and scroll down to selfies. What's yep. the number there? Um, 214, and none of them are just me on my own. All right, Look. 214 <laughs> selfies. It's, it's just me and James and me and other people. My, uh, 933. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was seven oh three. I checked with Carrot just before I came in here. Do you know how many how many he has? Carrot loves loves a picture of himself. No, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, Carrot. It's why he's level headed. Not surprised you've got almost a thousand. <laughs> Jesus, stop. <laughs> God, they're good too. Look at them. Oh, stop. all right. Pete and Kimber's instant couple. February 14, Valentine's Day is you on the way. Feel, you do want to feel. Doesn't it just make you feel good? Yeah. So we are looking for uh, two single people, right? And what we want to do is we want to, we've created a strategy where by Valentine's Day, we're going to see if we can make you fall in love. Now, but properly fall in love. Yeah. We're going to see if you have what it takes to go the miles together. And we're just going to ask you, you're going to reveal at the same time on Valentine's Day how you both feel about each other. Now, like I, a married at first sight, should I stay or should I go type reveal. Now, this is uh, if you want to register for this, all right, if you are single and you're ready to find love, 2024 is the year you want to nail this thing down, head to mix.com.au and register for Instant Couple. Feb 14, that's less than a month away. It's less than four weeks. Oh, i got to be honest with you. I'm not even confident oh, I think we can make it happen. Don't be that guy. Don't be a naysayer on this. Three weeks is plenty of time for people to fall in love. It is. Like, there are people listening right now who will say, I, I knew from the first date. I went on the first date with them and I knew we were in love. I knew that this was my person. Like, some people fall in love instantly. 
I need to hear from these people. It does. Because I'm not confident that it's a thing. Okay. Like, uh, the, the, I... this, this whole love at first sight thing, I feel like you, you need time to really get to know people. Like, I, myself and Liz, yeah. right, happily married now for quite a fair while. Yeah. Um, we, I, I can honestly hand over my heart say, like, I didn't really know whether she was the one. I reckon for a good year and a half. Yeah, but there's been other examples where you haven't been very bright either. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think here's the difference, Pete. Go with me on this. Okay. Dr. Paulette Sherman, who's a psychologist and relationship doctor. Right, Dr. Sherman says to fall in love with a person, you need to enjoy being together, have similar values and interests, and be attracted to one another. That's not much. That's making it sound to, way too simple. To deeply love someone, you need to accept their good and challenging sides and be able to work through challenges together. Okay. But the first bit, just enjoy being together, have similar values and interests and be attracted to one another. We can absolutely find that in three weeks. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want the first bit. I want the second bit yeah, as well as the first and, bit. I want the deeply fall in love we've bit. We've got to try and get to that. So, so are you someone who instantly fell in love? Now, I'm using the word instantly for the case of, you know, but I mean like, you know, let's just say you went on a few dates, but you knew very early on this was going to work out. You just knew. Joanne and Bertram, tell us how quickly did you fall in love? The very first date. First date. Did you so, both know? Uh, I think so, but I... Basically, we, we met through Tinder. We had a date and I knew right then that I not only loved this man, but he was going to be my husband. And yeah, it's been five years, two kids and love him. Have you ever told him, Joanne, that you knew on the first date? Yes. Yeah? Yes, I did. And did he, and did he say... That, it was only... Go on. It was only about two two months into the relationship as well that I told him I was going to marry him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't you wish it was that easy that you've met someone off Tinder? There are so many people who are on their 60th Tinder date right now going, wouldn't it be great if you just rocked up and you went, oh, no, I, I've got a strong instinct and I know this one's going to work out. Um, Brooke in Allenbrook, how quickly did you fall in love? Very quickly. When was it? What happened? Um, so we met on Plenty of Fish. But I instantly knew I wanted to meet a guy called Brad. I don't know why. Um, but then I saw his profile and I was like, oh, he's okay. But his name is Brad, so I'll go meet him. <laughs> and then, um... Oh, Brad, yeah. you, you look like a prawn, but you've got the name I'm looking for. <laughs> what? So, um, I don't know why it was Brad. But then, yeah, we've been together four and a half years. We got engaged after three months of knowing each other. We've got two children. Like, we're in love. Jeez, a lot can happen in five years, can't it? Far out. Thanks, Brooke. Okay. Right, um, there we go. Marie and Waddle Grove, what about you? How quickly did you fall in love? I'm pretty similar to Jermaine. Met my partner on Bumble and um, we went on a meet-up for a coffee. I knew I wanted more. Within the second date, my jaw dropped and I haven't stopped falling for anything. Really? What, what happened no, from first date to second date? Sorry? What happened from first date to second oh, date? Marie can't talk about that on air. There's kids in cars. <laughs> um, just, just the connection, the communication, the openness. I mean, I'm one of those people who have been on previously, had been on 60 dates and <laughs> the red flags, knew what I wanted. 
but it was finding that needle in a haystack. We yeah. were engaged within two months and moved in together after three and have been together ever since, which is a year and a half. Wow, Marie. Nice. Oh, good luck for the rest of it by the sounds of things. Okay, Jessica in Rockingham, tell us how instantly did you fall in love? Uh, the night we met, <laughs> we met on a night out in the city through some mutual friends and we, other than the night we got married, well, before we got married, we've never spent a night apart. Um, wow. A couple of months ago... We were going through some photos on his phone with some friends and I saw a message saying, I'm going to marry this girl one day. And it was after we met to his best friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we've been together for four years, married for one. We've got uh, a child on the way and we've got a toddler as well. And See, yeah. Pete? See? Thank you, Jessica. See, it's it can be done. Yeah. We can find our instant couple and make them fall in love by Valentine's Day. Yep. So that was a night out on the town. So we need a lot of drinks. We need loud music. We need bright lights. Either that or we need 60 bumble dates. <laughs> and 60 then we'll, really bad dates. Yeah, and, and then, then we'll <laughs> get it right on 61. Um, head to mix.com.au if you're the person who wants to instantly fall in love. We've got a strategy for you. We're going to make you fall in love by Valentine's Day. We're going to find you the right person. You'll get your Brad. All right. And you'll get to say that you met them through a radio competition. Oh my goodness. Get hot in here. Mix.com.au. Instant couple. Go and register. The Pete and Kimber Podcast.